Today on The Breakdown, the immovable object, the unbluffable object. (laughs) To dream the impossible dream, some days you try and take advantage of another player, even when he's the 21st player all time on the money list, at least according to Hendon. That would be Timothy Adams. Yeah, somehow. I can't believe it either. 21st. Guys won over $20 million. It's amazing. He's very, very difficult to play against. One of the reasons why is because sometimes he's got big bluffs and sometimes he's got big value. <laughs> when you're Kale Burns, that's right, you're from Australia. You're the number two on the all-time money list. You yourself have won almost $11 million, according to Hendon. Well, you're really good. You're very difficult to bluff. But sometimes Timothy Adams is just going to have it. How do you decide when to call, when to fold, what to do? Should you even leave the country? What if a, what if a kangaroo is in a lake? Do you go in the lake or not? We will answer all of this and more right after the break on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. First time, no rehearsal. That was very confusing because you just Which said... Part? You said Timothy Adams, over $20 million in earnings, 21st on the all-time money list. Then you said Kale Burns, $11 million in earnings, second on the all-time money list. Didn't I say Australia? Nope. Well, you, you said, know what? You, you said he was Australian, but you didn't say the uh, Australian money list. That was implied. It was clearly implied. I said he's Australian, second on the all-time money list. What else could it be? Use context clues, audience. Who's first? Chris Mormon? Something like that? Oh, for Australia? Yeah. That's an interesting question. I'm going to find out right now. I'm going to say it isn't Chris Mormon without knowing. The answer is it's Joe Hashem. Ah. With 12 million, 12.7 million. And is that like 10 million of it was that one? That one was, event, uh, No, right? I, don't, I think it, he only won like five or six. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's done oh. well. I guess he won a WPT event at some point. He's won other bracelets, too. You know what? I'm being... Yeah, his best live catch is seven and a half million. So he's won another five million. That's right, pretty Joe, good. Joe, I'm sorry. That's pretty fucking That good. was uncalled for. You are salty as hell, and you've earned the nickname Salty Joe. Yeah. But still, that was... that. You didn't deserve what I just gave you. You know who number three is. It's a guy you know. It's a guy you love. You talk about him. Um, he's the guy we've done a lot of breakdowns yes. on recently. I yes. can't remember his Michael name. Adamo. Michael Adamo. Yeah. Michael Adamo. That's kind of it. There's some other guys who people have heard of, but come on, James Opst, Mel Judah. I mean, James Opst played so well in that main event. That one time. Except that he folded to Quiwin in that one hand. Yeah, so that was he, a tough He might have won the main event if he called in that I hand. I know. He was playing so well. I know. It's yeah. too bad. Uh, Grant Levy, who's uh, always on the Aussie Millions broadcast team. And has one of each of our names. Oh, my God. He's like if you and I had a father. <laughs> <laughs> if Grant had, Levy. If we had a father. <laughs> Martin yeah. Kozlov, Australian. A lot of people wouldn't have known that. Other Australians of note, Jeff Lissandro and Jeff Rossiter. Rossiter, excuse me. That's it. No isn't, one's ever heard of it. Isn't Jeff Lissandro a dick? Isn't there something where he's like... Well, a- there's that thing where he and um, Prahlad Freeman in the, in the WSOP main event got into a big thing because Prahlad said that Lissandro didn't ante oh, right, in right, a hand. Right. And in fact, Lissandro had, and ESPN goes back and shows you that he had, but he really thought he hadn't. Or, or sorry, he thought he did. But um, Pilat really thought he hadn't, quite honestly. And like some other guy's like, I'll just pay it. And Pilat wasn't okay with that. He's like, no, no, no. He's the guy who didn't do it, not you. You shouldn't have to pay. And like called the thing over. And that's where Jeff Lissandro, after eventually started saying, I'll knock your block off, man. All right. And uh, Pilat then started just like taking nine deuce off and like check raising and like, Bluffing rivers against him and showing him every time, and I don't know if it was ended up being good. For okay, Jeff so maybe Lissandro. Jeff Lissandro is not a dick. Maybe no, he just had a bad moment there. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was unfairly accused in his mind, which is pretty reasonable. He was not. He did not do what he was accused yeah. of, and Prahlad would not let it go. Okay, and so enough. I can understand from from Lissandro's point of view, of like, what the hell, man? Like, I anteed. Also, it's one ante. Yeah, like, are we really gonna like? Where did you? Why are you picking on me, basically? So it's I like sort a, of get that. It's like a lesser version of the uh, going south Sean Deeb thing on High Stakes Poker Season One. Freddie Deeb. Freddie yeah, Deeb. Yeah. Sorry, not Sean Deeb. Yeah, not related. Somehow. Was that Season One? It was Season One. Yeah, yeah. Freddie Deeb was pretty unhappy about that. Yeah. The thing is, the players didn't care that much about it, either, right? Right. But they were. But they did let him know, and then he really didn't like that. Yeah. You know who else got angry that one time was Mike Madison when Sean Deeb uh, slow rolled him with quad fives. Oh, on uh, Poker After Dark or Poker something? Poker Night in America. Poker Night in America. Yeah, like, I know we've had this discussion before. I don't want to get into it. But uh, 
You shouldn't get angry if someone slows rolls you. Not really. You can get like slightly perturbed for one second. That's all you're allowed to do. You're not allowed to. Madison said he would knock someone's knock someone out if they like did, did that to him again, basically. And like, I what mean, are you talking Mike, about? It's Mike Madison. Like, take it with a grain of salt. I'm telling you. I'm trying to the rest of the audience though. Like, don't get all high and mighty when someone slow rolls you. It's not a big fucking deal. You didn't have the best hand. You thought you did for a second. Too fucking bad. You thought you did before he, before they put the chips in too. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, it's the same. It's kind of the same emotional response that uh, leads to bad play, right? Hmm. It's, a, it's a similar, probably, emotional response to entitlement tilt, in which you have a good hand at one point. The run out and the play dictates that your hand is not good anymore, and you should be exiting the hand, but you continue anyway, that, because you feel mm-hmm. entitled to the hand. So you, a slow roll is a version of that, right? Yeah. Like, right. You let me feel like just for a second I was going to win, and you took that away. What a horrible thing for you to have done. Like, fuck you. It's not that bad. I mean, like, that said, I, I, I never slow roll anybody. I never slow roll. I actually go out of my way not to. Yeah. Um, I have accidentally slow rolled, I think, twice in my life, and uh, it was fine both times. But actually, one time, the two guys next to me who I did not slow roll, I slow rolled a different guy, uh, again, by accident. They got into a big, almost fight about my slow roll, yeah. and whether it was on purpose or not, whether it was okay or not, and all this stuff. And it was like, it was weird. That was, that was a weird thing. I've definitely knit rolled before. Oh, that's completely different. Yeah. That's completely different. A knit roll is like before you put the calling chips, and the slow roll is like, well, I guess you could do it a bunch of ways. Yeah. You could just like, I mean, if you have like the obvious yeah. best hand and you don't put the chips in for a long time, that's a slow roll. Well, no, no, no. If it's an uh, obvious best hand, is not necessarily a slow roll. Obvious, I guess if you if it's obvious, if it's to the you. nuts, oh, of course. Well, that's yeah. not the obvious best hand. That's past that because there's a lot of people. A knit roll is more How is the that obvious, not the obvious best hand. Well, of course it is, but I'm saying, but then you always, that's, it's past the obvious yeah. best hand. It's 100% certainty, right? Versus a knit roll is more you have the obvious best hand and you take a while to put the chips yeah. in. That's what I think of a knit roll as. Yeah. Not that you have to only have the nuts to slow roll with someone else. It's not course. really actually that you have the obvious best hand, in my opinion, for the knit roll. It's, okay. that, it's that it's a hand that would typically be, be played as a call. Like that, that is the normal response with a hand. That's what would be expected with a hand. I would go further than that to say a knit roll is actually a hand that is almost always a call, not just typically expected, not like a 60% of the time it's a call, but like 85 to 95% okay, of the time it's a call. Like kind of everyone always calls in that spot and to, to take time. Like, you know, you're, someone just four bet you all in in a tournament and you have kings and you like think for a really long time. Like, come on, you're always calling, man. Like, come on. I folded in that spot. When you got four bet all in in a tournament? Against certain players, I've done it. I've done it twice. Okay. Did you take a long time? Uh, the first time I did, I took a, a decent amount of time. Yeah. Like made sure I was really wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, even though as a player, I was like, this guy always has aces, but yeah. I like really wanted to make sure I was going to do it. You yeah. Know? I had to make sure it was okay. Okay. Well, if you fold actually, then it's okay anyway, right? It's if you call. If you take forever with that one yeah. of those hands and call, that's where it starts to get a little questionable. Yeah. I mean, whatever though. In the end, who cares about any of it? Mm. What I am more disappointed in. And this is, I'm just pointing all of you. It's the listeners. No, no, no. This time it's Grant. Oh, not just pointing the listeners at all. Well, I listen to the podcast, so I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just pointing a listener. Yeah. It's you. Okay. Um, you didn't even ask about the if a kangaroo's in a lake, what do you do? I thought we were going to get to that. You promised you? we were going to get to that. I, yeah. thought, I thought that meant that you had in mind some way to bring it up later and that this we would all learn. That's what I'm doing. I'm bringing it up later. And here you are. Attacking. So are you disappointed in me or yeah. I'm disappointing you. This is or the way did I you just create a scenario in which I would only fail? This is a toxic what? relationship. I'm what? having a revelation. It's a toxic relationship. What a victim I have you to are. wash myself of you. <laughs> I just am shocked at the level of victimhood that is currently being wow. paraded around <laughs> on this show. You are like, I mean, you're not Rosa Parks, man, okay? Like, nothing <laughs> bad happened to you. <laughs> People probably well, think we're not joking some of the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we are. We're anyway, joking. if a kangaroo's in a lake, do you get in? Yeah. Um, and I why or why not? I, obviously, this question has different answers based on the scenario. You can't just have one answer. What, it depends on the size of the lake. It depends on the disposition of the kangaroo. It depends on the temperature of the water. It depends on if you like the kangaroo. It depends on if you want to play with the kangaroo or you want to save the kangaroo. Well, what are you trying to do? Okay, let me, let, me, let me give you some more specifics. Okay, please do, because... Damn it, man. It's a reasonable size like lake. What but the fuck does that mean? It means that... Like, okay. Is Lake okay, Michigan okay. a reasonable size lake or is that a large it, lake? It almost doesn't matter how big the lake itself is, but what does matter is how far, how deep in the water and how far away the kangaroo is. The kangaroo is like 30 or 40 feet off of land into and, this lake. Okay? And how deep is the water at that you point? You can see the kangaroo from like the neck up. He's just sort of like... Oh, but he's, he's standing. He's, he's not swimming. He's, he's either he's, standing or he's like treading water. One of those two. And, He's fine. He's not in any jeopardy. And what are the wind conditions? Is it's, it, is it's it a, stormy? No, bone dry. 
Dry? Okay. But you know what that means. But no wind. No wind of any kind. Okay. Um, the kangaroo, you don't know the kangaroo? You have no, you have no is it common cute? experience. Is it cute? In, sure. Kangaroos are cute. To the degree you think kangaroos are cute, this kangaroo is cute. Okay. Um, he isn't, he isn't, he's not doing anything either. He's just sort of laying there looking at How did at you identify his gender by just his face from 40 feet when he away? Got in, when he got in the water, I saw his balls. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, he's just sort of looking at you. Not, not with like anger, not with playfulness, not with anything. Just sort of like, just chilling, looking at yeah. you. Okay, do you get in or not and why? And, well, I need more information. Okay. Why would I get in? Like, oh, okay. What, what's the purpose? Of, am I going to hang out with the kangaroo? Is the kangaroo in jeopardy and I'm going to save the, the kangaroo? The kangaroo does not seem to be in any jeopardy. Okay. So like... Let's say it's a hot day, because it probably is. It's right. freaking Australia. Okay, like, so... So, you I... might, so maybe, you, let's say this. You were considering going swimming. You now see there's this kangaroo in, the, in yeah. where you're going to go swimming. And you're like, oh, I should get in, or I should not get in. Oh, and, why? and it's like 40 feet away? Sure. If I wanted to swim anyway, I don't... I, my mind does not have any filed away items that, that let me know that kangaroos are aggressively strong swimmers yeah. that then attack you or anything. So okay. I think even if he started coming at me and it seemed well, like that's that situation, that was going to be my next question. I would, have, I would have time to get out, I think. So, okay, so I'm a pretty strong swimmer. I can probably get away. Oh, he's confident. Okay, so you get in the water, you start swimming, and the kangaroo slowly starts making its way towards you. Would you see that? So you see that as a threat, potentially? Yeah, I, think I, I don't think I want to mess around with wild okay. animals. Not in Australia. Okay. Everything kills you in Australia. That is correct. Everything kills you, including kangaroos. And in fact, kangaroos mostly go in the water, so someone will come in and then they drown them. That is the whole point of a kangaroo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that? Yes. Do not go in the water with a kangaroo. Like, for real. That, oh, that's a real that's thing? That's a real thing. Um, they will fucking kill you. Now, I don't know how strong a swimmer they are either. Maybe you can get away from them. That's possible. They've got pretty strong legs. Maybe, but maybe. But if you get close enough to them, all they're going to try and do is drown you. And they know how to do it. And they're apparently very, very good at it. So. Huh. So for Australian listeners, and if you didn't know, there's a little tip for you. If anyone's going to be visiting Australia, maybe I just saved your life. And if I did, you know, feel free to throw us a little, little cash. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys might be wondering, yeah. is this relevant to the hand? <laughs> Obviously and it's relevant And the answer to is hand. yes, because poor Kale Burns has to make these decisions every day. It's like, yes. It's like 115 degrees Fahrenheit in Australia Every day. Every day. Every single day in every part of Australia. It never changes. It's like San Diego, but way too hot. And there's a lot of lakes and a lot of kangaroos in these lakes. And Kel Burns is frequently walking by these lakes, swim trunks on, ready to go. <laughs> and he's like, do I get in the lake? I mean, the kangaroo's going to try to drown me. I know he's going to, but it's so hot. It's so Look hot. Look how refreshing. It's so crystal clear, this water. This mm. Australian beautiful lake. I could probably drink it. It's so clear. Yeah. But he's like, I don't know. Last time I really took swimming seriously was high school. Uh, I don't know if I really have the chops anymore to get away from this kangaroo. It's tough. It's and like, that's kind of what he's going to be dealing with here with Timothy Adams. It's sort of like being a, a male praying mantis in its mating season. Yeah, you know, it's exactly like, like that. I got to be really careful, <laughs> yeah. but I kind of need to do this. Yeah. But, I, but I could really die a lot, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's sort of like that. So the point is, yeah, so Kale Burns is basically experiencing PTSD all the time right. from the kangaroos and whatever else is trying and to And Timothy Adams Australia. in this hand is the kangaroo. Yes, he is. And the poker table is the lake. Yeah, he's waiting in the water for Kale Burns to get a little bit deeper in. Yes. And in fact, that is actually a little bit true in this hand. It is. It is relevant. It all makes sense. Well, great. Let's get into I it. I always knew Timothy Adams, if he were an animal, would be a kangaroo, too. I always had that sense, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's right. Kangaroo, maybe aardvark. I can see aardvark. Huh. Anteater? <laughs> Have you ever seen an anteater? They're freaky. Yeah, I don't think he's an anteater. No, I don't either. That's not fair to Timothy Adams. No, it's really not. I'm sorry, Timothy Adams, who who might be a listener to the show. I don't know. It's possible. I, I mean, mean some, sometimes some very big name players do actually listen to the show at least at least when they're on it. Yeah, uh, and maybe other. T- I mean, who knows? Anyway, let's get into this hand. Okay. No more fucking around. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we might lose track of what's going on for a second and <laughs> talk about trucks for 17 minutes later, but we'll find out. It'll be entertaining. Maybe. To us, at least. Yeah. All right. Hey, this hand was suggested by Zach Parzik. Second suggestion that Zach's gotten in in yep. the last couple months. So good job, Zach. Very good. Yep. Uh, this is a cool hand. And uh, Zach did it on Twitter. We are the Poker Guys on Twitter. That's where you got to suggest. Include a link to the hand and tell us when the hand occurs in the video or whatever medium it's, it's being presented in. Or else we're not going to go searching around for it. Um, all right. So apparently, based on the Hand and Mob payouts, they made a deal here. But according to the screen, when you're watching this, it's uh, $1.2 million for second place and $2.2 million for first place. So I don't think they're actually playing for that much money. I think they're probably playing for more like 100 to 200 k uh, having made it the heads up, Timothy Adams and Kale Burns. Hmm. 
You were looking confused there for a second. Yeah, I was wondering if what you were saying was true. That's all. So I was trying to check. Well, you told see. me what the first place winner eventually won, and it was definitely I not two point two million. Didn't think that's what I was referring to, but maybe it was. It doesn't matter. Okay. There's a lot of money on the line. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. the point. It's a super high roller. It's yeah. a like two hundred k buy-in. Yeah. Um, very tough heads-up match now, and they're deep at the ten k twenty k blind level. Timothy Adams is the effective stack with one point nine million. So they're almost a hundred blinds effective here. Heads up, which is not a common thing in tournaments, typically. Correct. Um, Kale Burns has 2.1 million. Adams has 1.9. Adams is on the button slash small blind in this hand. For those who don't know about Timothy Adams, we've done a lot of podcasts about Timothy Adams. We really have. He is often bluffing and often with enormous sizing. So maybe keep that in mind as we go through this, because I think that's reputational for him at this point. Here's the Hendon mob for how the payouts actually ended up. Okay. Well, don't so, tell no, I won't say who, but I'll say second place was... About $800,000 in first place was $1.45 million. That can't be right. That is not the correct event. Huh. You're looking at the wrong event. Okay. Well, yeah. moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Because as, as reported by PokerGo, it's 1.2 and 2.2. That wouldn't really add up. That doesn't made. add up yeah. at all. Okay. Well, fuck it then. Let's just go with that. Whatever. They're playing heads up for a lot of money. Great. ICM is not a factor. It's heads up. You're just trying to win. Yeah. Um, all right. So Adams is on the button. Again, with almost 100 bigs. He's got ace, 10 of diamonds. He's going to open it to 50K, the 20K blind level. Beautiful hand, obviously. Mm. Kale Burns, Australian. Yes. Always dealing with kangaroos. 2.1 million. Don't get in the water. He's got king of hearts, queen of hearts. Ooh, nice hand. It is. Do you typically play this as a three bet or a call in this situation? I know you don't usually play against Timothy Adams, but imagine, you know, yeah. a good player that you've played with frequently in your life. How deep are we here? A hundred blinds. I said it a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think actually it's going to be a little bit opponent dependent on how often they're calling three bets. If they're calling a lot of three bets. I think this is a great hand to three bet. Because then you can get called by like suited connector type hands and maybe even like ace eight off. Yeah, you want to like depolarize that, which... your range. You're getting called by worse kings, yeah. some worse queens also. Uh, so you have so your three bets stop being so polarized and are more just straight value as opposed to like, but medium value. Like, yeah. yeah. Ace Queen is a three. I mean, Ace Queen heads up is a three bet anyway. Yeah, but yeah. Like, like there's, you can you can do weaker hands that can absolutely get called by worse a lot if they're if they're going to call a lot. If they're folding a lot, then you want to be more polarized because you're not getting called anyway. Right. So you want to have more bluffs and more super strong hands you that can go with. You it. also have to have this kind of immense stack depth for heads up to make yes. that make sense because this isn't a really a hand you want to call it off with unless you have a very particular opponent, and that's no not way. a risk here when you're hundred blinds. You're, yeah, you're never you're never gonna. Put in. Uh, you're, I don't think we're we're probably not even calling a four bet unless right. it's super, unless it's like a click back, and right. then we aren't loving that either. But we have to call. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think that's so. If our opponent is folding with three bets, I think we call a lot. If our opponent calls a lot of three bets, I think we're three betting a lot. Okay. What Which is think? kind of uh, counterintuitive to what you would usually think with a hand that isn't like a typical super strong three betting hand. But right. But, but your that, point your point is taken that you can get you can just get extra value by having a better hand than their range. Yeah, and and of course. The reason why King Queen works well as a three bet bluff mostly is in a in more in a bigger ring game, right? Like there's like eight players, nine players, it doesn't have to be cash like yeah. in a tournament. So you three bet as blockers and you're trying to get a pretty strong hand to fold. The reason, right. or, uh, not even a pretty strong, but like you, you cut out the chances of them having a, a stronger hand because you have those. Along with having a hand that when you get called, you can do some stuff with. Right. But yeah. we assume with King Queen, we're not getting called if, if plus two raises and we three bet from the button with King Queen or through the small. Yeah, line. we're not going to get called by Jack Nine suited. Or, or even or even the hands we're dominating, like maybe King Jack suited calls us. Maybe. Maybe, maybe Queen Jack suited calls us. Like not much can call us that we're dominating. Yeah. As opposed to this situation where that can be the case. Like King Nine Suited is probably calling us here, right? Probably. Maybe, maybe other suited kings, depending. Yeah. Like Since queen, he's in position. Queen Ten is definitely calling. Oh queen my Ten God. Suited, yeah. I think, I think Queen Nine Suited is probably calling. He's in position. We're kind of deep. He's yeah. probably not just folding a hand Perhaps. like that. So there's all these. So like a lot of hand, Most hands that are calling, we're, we're way ahead of. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. Of course, Adams has a hand that is slightly better than ours with Ace Ten of Diamonds. Yeah. But they're, they're on par of similar hands, you know? Yeah. Burns does go with a three bet, makes it 225 over the 50, so more than 4x. I like it. Pretty big sizing. He does generate a little extra fold equity against some types of hands that he might, he might not want to, you know, he's probably happy to have Adams fold 7-9 suited, right? He doesn't mind. Yeah, or like ace three off. Yeah. Stuff like that, which probably isn't going to fold, I guess, but. For for four and a half x, he might fold ace three off. Maybe. Ace three off might be like a, you choose one or two combos of the 16 and three bet it, or four bet it, and yeah. the rest of it you just fold. Yeah, I think you're probably... It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're right. But yeah, like like you said, like 9-10 suited, 
910 off, certainly. 7-9 suited. 910 suited is probably calling. I think it has but to But 7-9 suited might fold. Might for might. four and a half X. I don't know. In position, probably doesn't. Probably not. Again, it depends on how often are we getting three back. 6-9 suited is going to fold. Yeah. Yeah. 7-8 suited is definitely calling. Yeah. 9-8 suited is definitely calling. So 7-9 is the question. Yeah. All right. And that comes down to, I think, frequency of our opponent's three-betting. Right. Either way, Adams has a lot better hand than those hands. He has ace-ten of diamonds. Oh, my God. Folding is not an option. Is four-betting an option, or does this just feel like it, it healthily lands in the swath of calling hands? It would seem bizarre, I think, to four-bet this hand. Yeah. Right? Like, this hand is so good to call with and so bad to four-bet with. Right? Because, like, by calling, we're keeping alive all the really bad aces yep. that are doing this, and a lot of other hands that we're just way ahead of. Yep. And by four betting, we are now either going to get bluffed off this hand if he decides to five bet bluff us. He's rarely going to flat our four bet, right? Yeah. We're not going with this hand. No. We're turning this hand into a bluff. That's crazy. We're in position. We're still kind of deep. This hand's beautiful to call. It's very playable, especially being suited. This is such an easy call. This is one of the easiest calls. Well, Timothy Adams decides, I I am not from Australia. I don't have to deal with the lake kangaroos and stuff. So life's easy for me, I call. Oh, okay. I thought thought you were going to go in a different direction there. He just calls because, you know, he doesn't have to think about those kangaroos plus the heat, you know? I mean, Timothy Adams has his own forms of PTSD. When he, like, closes his eyes at night, he sees himself betting 2.2 times the pot, you know, heads up but against it's not guys based in on tournaments and, and getting called. But it's not losing. based on his geographical region. Right. He's from Canada. They have no problems in Canada. No, none. Paradise. Yeah. Justin Trudeau, man. I mean... He's not number one on the all-time Canadian money list, even with his 24 million. I mean, Daniel Negreanu. Million, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just trying to, yeah. you know. Is he number two? Yeah. Um, barely, over, barely ahead of Sam Greenwood. Oh, I didn't know the Greenwoods were Canadian. I didn't either. And you know who else is Canadian? Jonathan Duhamel. Well, obviously, everybody knew that. <laughs> he could have been French. He's French-Canadian. Everybody knows that. I mean, apparently not everyone. We've talked about it on the podcast many oh, times. We've talked. We've, we've made way too many podcasts for remember the things we talked about on the podcast. I remember them. No one cares what you remembered. Uh, that, that's where easy is, for where you. is Daniel Negreanu on the all-time money list? I'm is looking he right second? at second. No, third. He's third. Who's number two? Brent Kenny, of course, number one at fifty-six million. Number two, Justin Bonomo. Wow, that's right. How did you know that? That's really good. I just remember his super streak, and he's, mm. he's like continuously played. Like Of the super streak guys, he's probably played for the longest at the highest level. How much money has Justin Bonomo won, according to Hendon? $51 million? 53. Very good. You are too good at these games. All right, let's get back to the hand. Okay. All right, so uh, Burns has three bet the king, queen of hearts. Adams calls with ace, ten of diamonds. We're sure. very deep still. Okay. Makes plenty of sense. 470K in the pot now. The flop is three of spades, three of diamonds, excuse me. Oh, wrote that, that, that wrote really that matters. Correctly. Jeez. Yeah. Three of diamonds, jack of spades, five of diamonds. Yeah. So Adams flops the nut flush draw, Burns flops nothing, just backdoors. Right. You know. So as Burns, does this feel like a dry enough board that we just auto see bet yes. with King High? I think absolutely. Do you disagree? No. I mean, I think Adams has some jacks in his range, but like, this is a lot different than Jack 10 7. Exactly. Right? Like, uh, although Jack 10 oh, 7, man, we kind of hit. Jack 8 7. Jack 8 7, we probably check. We, yeah, that, that's a pretty checkable. We, we could take a shot anyway because we three bet. We put all this money in. But we could also just check fold. I mean, with no backdoor fine. flush draw on a board like that, because we have no backdoor flush yeah. draw on this board, we have the backdoor straight draw. That's it. Yeah, he's the one who called also. So he's got something. Like, if he's a good ace high, he's probably going to call once anyway. Like, are we, are we, unless we're turning this into a monster bluff, I think checking is a good idea. If it's Jack eight seven, yeah, yeah. But, but Jack, on Jack this, three five, but, Adams has plenty of hands that whiffed pretty big. Oh my god, what's he going to do with like King ten? Yeah, eight nine. He's just throwing all these hands away. Yeah, we have to. I think so. I think it's a clear continuum. Even some aces that have no back doors, yeah. he might fold. A six. Yeah, ace eight is in a weird spot. Probably just throws it away if you don't have any diamonds or you're not ace eight of spades or you right. know, no back doors. I think you just throw it away. Yeah, probably. Like, so Burns is going to go ahead and do the good player down bet. Makes it 155 and do sure. a pot of 470. All right. I think this is a really fun spot, even though it seems rudimentary. When you Because it's fun for me and you especially because we don't get to play against Kale Burns, you know, in our lives very much. No, People like Kale Burns, people like Timothy Adams. So how do you approach this when you're deep and you have the nut flush draw against a player like this? And with, you know, you each have your own reputation and you each know each other as a good player. Yeah. Like, how do you balance? How do you do it right? This is a really good question. Well, first, let's look at the board and see what kinds of hands, if we were going to raise, what kinds of hands would, be, would we be raising? 
Okay. I mean, the obvious answers are sets of three, sets of fives. Yep. Um, I guess that's it. For because, value. Yeah, because otherwise, I don't think we have three, five suited. I that's think we the fold question. pre-flop because we definitely okay. don't have any jack three, jack five combos. I think we probably fold three, five suited too. Maybe because we start 100 blinds deep, maybe we talk ourselves into calling. But, but we now have to put, have put 11 blinds in. Just with five three suited, we are in position. There's a chance we can have five three suited, but it, I wouldn't count on it. No, at most that's three combos. So I think this so is ultimate, six or nine combos of value. This is ultimately leading to like we have too many draws when we raise, and we can be exploited, so we can't really raise too frequently with draws. And when we've got the nut flush draw, where we could actually be ahead, right? right. And like, and if, by the way, if we put in a lot, if we get a lot of action. We're almost never ahead. I yeah. guess we could be up against King Queen of Diamonds and be in great shape if we, you know, get all in. But otherwise, we're getting all in like as a fifty-fifty. We can do better. I just think we can probably do better than that. I, I think since we have so such few value, we just raise our combo draws and our strong value. Well, we probably want to have a few raises that we're going to fold with too. We don't want to only raise hands that we're going with. That makes it too easy to play against us. Fair. So, but what we should be raising hands like six, seven. Suited that is not a not a knot of like diamonds. Ace you know? four of spades. Yeah, stuff like that. Stuff that's like doesn't really want to call. I mean, those hands I guess could even take one off sometimes. But some of those we should turn it like ace high. At least we could call with because maybe ace high is good a little bit. Like, and actually in this case it would be. But um, but like six seven is just seven high with a bad gutter and yeah. nothing else. Like that's a pretty good hand to decide to raise yeah. and fold. So it gives us a few raise folds. Okay, so we can do that. We can also do the six seven of diamonds where like yes, we're of course going with it. Yep, and then um, if, and then there's some other combo draws. Of course, we can have two. We can have ace like four ace, of diamonds, ace, ace wheel diamonds. stuff. So yeah. we have like we have like three combos of combo draws. Well, jack x of diamonds, but I don't think we're going to raise that. Right? No, I don't think it's we such want a to. good call. Why would we? Yeah. yeah. So I think for the combo draws that we go with, we just have ace deuce, ace four, and six seven of diamonds. I don't think we have any other combo okay. draws. So then we so that so we have those. We're not going to raise all of those. We're probably going to raise at least probably two of the three. Yeah, we're probably going to call with one of the ace highs. Yep. And, and then, then raise some of our sets. But not all of them. Maybe, yeah. f- maybe two-thirds of them. So that's like four more combos we're raising. Yeah. So now we're at like six combos of raising. So we're going to want to have... I mean, in this case, we're going to want to have a fair amount of bluffs. So let's say we, we, we raise some of our six sevens. Some of our six seven suiteds that are not... Um, right. So we could raise up to three of those. Maybe we're raising all three of those. Maybe. It's really hard to come up with other things we and can then, have here. And then we could pick a suit of ace, deuce, and ace four... To, to raise. If we have queen 10, it's kind of an interesting raise because we cut down on some of the jack combos. Yeah. Maybe queen 10 or if we even king queen is yeah. kind of interesting too for the same, same reason. Same reasons, yeah. Yeah. And also we block, king queen's nice because we also block the overpairs as yeah. well. Um, I mean, so we block ace king, ace queen, but maybe whatever. Maybe if we have king queen of spades. Yeah. Like that. So if we get called, we got a little more backdoor yeah. action. That that helps. Uh, maybe we have to take one of, another one of those um, ace fours that isn't diamonds, and turn that into a bluff, too, sometimes. I was saying that when you were just... Were, think, you? were you thinking over my talking? Maybe. You jerk. Sorry. Just trying to think of, like, how yeah. we get to enough combos. But yeah, that's, that's, how, that's all we have to do. It's we, pretty we easy. There. We just okay. actually... We don't even need the king-queen if we don't want it. We can just yeah. pick a suit of ace-deuce and ace-four mm-hmm. that's not diamonds. Because king-queen actually plays pretty well as a call here, yeah. too, in position. We have we got a lot of good cards on the turn for us. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Either way... Point being, overall, this Adams isn't going to have a ton of raises on this flop. No. And he doesn't want to be too draw-heavy, or that's too easy to play against. So easy, especially against a guy like Kale Burns, who is... Yeah. I mean, we did a hand with him where he, like, called down with, like, ace-10 high when a guy, like, three bet him and went bet-bet-shove. Yeah, that's right. And he called with ace-10 high and beat whatever, like, ace-four. It was Elio Fox, I think. It was incredible. Yeah. So this is not a guy you should be, like, trying to bluff too often anyway. Right. So that... So there's so many good reasons to just call here. All that said, I mean, if we get three bet, we just go with it and it's okay. Of course. Yeah. But boy, it sort of sucks to play a 200 blind pot with just the nut flush yeah. draw where, you know, he can have top set. Yeah. He, he can, can have lots of things that we could have really aces want. and it's yeah. a similar situation to top set. Yeah. Right. Where we're yeah. just, we're at 30% or yeah. something like that. So yeah. Um, I really like a call here. And also it's cheap as hell. Yeah. Compared to the pot. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's what Adams does. Cool. And what you should do. Uh oh. Use the link in the show notes. What? The description for you lay people um, where, where you see that nitrogen link. That's a good link right there. It's a hell of a link. It gets you access to our monthly Poker Guys tournament on Nitrogen Sports. And that's a damn fine deal because there's always an overlay because at Nitrogen Sports, we don't like money. I think that's their, uh, that's their, their slogan. Yeah. yeah, Nitrogen Sports, we hate money. Here's some money. Have it. It's a long slogan, but it's good. Yeah. It's catchy. It's good. It's the new Just Do It. Yeah. I'm Lee Iacocco over here. Lee Iacocco. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Iacocco over here in Nitrogen Sports telling you, I don't like money. I'm going to give it to you. Can I take some? Yeah. 
Yeah, money. You get some money. What's the problem? You over there, you Zach Parzik, you get some money. Here's yeah. the link. Do it. Yeah, because, you know, guaranteed overlay means your expected value is immense. Through the roof. It's beyond roofs. It's We're talking about roofs. stars and moons and stuff. Roofs, where we're going, we don't need roofs. Why would you need a roof? There's At Nitrogen Sports, it never rains. <laughs> Yet, the air is moist enough that it doesn't feel really dry. You you're, know, it's, it's like a, a nice environment. It's Mediterranean. Yeah, you're going to have a nice dewy complexion. Don't worry. Yeah. You get a dewy complexion <laughs> and nitrogen sports. <laughs> and uh, that's really the value here. They, they pay us for these ads. I don't understand it either, guys. They pay us. I mean, would you rather listen to somebody read like we have in the past about oh, boner God. pills? Just like uh, word for word scripts. It's hard to, to, for me to feel more humiliated than when I did that. I'm just <laughs> saying right now. Like, I, I think after I was like, never again, Grant. They do I not, don't care how much they... They did not pay us enough for they're that. They're going to have to pay us so much more to even consider that. Never again. Yeah. yeah. But Nitrogen, we love these guys. They're yeah. great. They've solid... They've been a sponsor for a really long time, and that's partially because we want them to be a sponsor. Yeah. Like, we love them, and we think they're solid. A solid group who they always pay out. They are like have integrity... Like that's always such a concern in the uh, the online sports yeah, they, world. They're, but they're not they're not a part of that. No, not at all. They're I great. And anytime there's been issues, which of course with any software, sometimes there's issues. Yeah. Nitrogen Sports is quick to fix it. They they'll talk to us. We if if you can't reach them for some reason, but they're always very quick. Yeah. we can actually fix it for you. It's yep. not a problem. And they and they usually are the type that will take like if there's a bad outcome, they'll be the ones to take it rather yeah. than no one. To, like yeah, they, they won't cancel something. They'll just be like ah, too bad for us. Better for the players. It was we've, a, we've it was a happen. while ago, and you'll know that based on the prices that I'm yeah. quoting here. But there was a tournament that was supposed to be a 100 millibit guarantee, which is a tenth of a bitcoin. Uh, they accidentally guaranteed a full Bitcoin, which at the time I think was like forty four hundred dollars. It was it was actually a little more because uh, it was more like eight thousand dollars. Okay, so time, yeah. yeah, so a lot less than it is now, but yeah. a chunk of money. A really nice. That chunk. they accidentally guaranteed, and Jonathan was about to play the tournament, and he alerted them. He's like, "Hey, did you guys know that this yeah. is, on this poker guys tournament, you're accidentally guaranteeing ten times what you said you were going to guarantee?" And they're like, uh, you know what? Just let it ride. It's our mistake. Yeah, they didn't care. They yeah. they easily could have postponed the tournament, canceled the tournament, changed it. They just let it go and. Uh, some of us did very well that tournament. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, they're good, they're good people is yeah. what we're trying to say. They are. Over at Nitrogen. And uh, you should use the link. Get access to the tournament. Otherwise, you don't even see the tournament in the lobby. It's important that you use that link. Don't, yep. don't just go there and sign up. You know, use the link. And, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll see a thriving Poker Guys community there because, of course, why would they have been paying us for five years if there wasn't one? So There you go. So you can talk, talk with your fellow Poker Guys heads. Yeah, chat it up. In yeah. The chat Be like, hey. Grant or Jonathan, what do you guys think? And everybody's going to be like, Grant, obviously. And, <laughs> and, then, be like, and then that'll be Who's the, the biggest douche? Who's the biggest douche? Grant, obviously. That's the, that was the question. Oh, I didn't realize that was the question. Oh, you didn't? No, I thought it was about like quality, over, overall quality. Yeah, who's got the biggest douchey quality? And you won. Oh, this kind of changes my perception of the listeners. It, well, I don't think it's changed. You, their where, perception where did you of get you. this information? You get this like from a, a vetted source? I mean, I'm on there sometimes. Yeah. I see what's going on. Okay. I see. I, I vote in those polls. Yeah, you, you got your ear to the ground? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, Grant, I vote for you in those spots. You know, I'm like, Grant is definitely a bigger douche. Whatever. And I, everyone agrees with me. I won the croissants against English muffins. You that's did. All that you ma- did. That's all that matters. You won that. All right. We're back. There is now 780,000 in the pot. The flop, three of diamonds, five of diamonds, jack of spades, Kale Burns, three bet, and then continued with king, queen of hearts. Timothy Adams has the nut flush draw with ace, ten of diamonds. Still very deep. Turn I mean, like two to one pot stack to pot. Yeah, but for but, heads up, yeah, having three bet and a bet. That's fair. The turn is the queen of diamonds. Hello, what a what a sick card, yo! There are two cards that were really going to be crazy. That was one of them. Yep. So Burns makes top pair with a good kicker. Adams, of course, makes the nuts, and Burns is drawing dead. Yeah. Now Burns does what I think you and I would both do, but I don't think it's super obvious to everybody. How do you approach this as Burns now? You've turned a queen. I mean, it's a. I, I don't know for sure that I would do what he does here because we're heads up. Okay. If it was in a regular, you I think know, I'm going to be able to talk you down from this one. I know you really might be able to. Yeah. I'm not even sure what I what I want to do, but I you're talking about it like to be clear. I understand what Grant's saying, of yeah. course. And he's saying like obviously we would check here, right? Yeah. And that would be my first instinct. But I'm aware in heads up, like you can you just try and squeeze more value so much of the time, and so top pair good kicker is really nice, and we can probably still get called by a jack. Which, uh, maybe. I think we can. I mean, the jack will not have a diamond with it. So that's, that means it's less likely that we're going to get called. The jack will not have a diamond with it. There are no offsuit jacks in Adam's range, probably. Maybe king jack off. Ah. Uh, 
Yeah, probably just King Jack off. That's true. Um, but I think we're getting called by most jacks when it's heads up and an overcard comes and we bet again. Like we it's can have also the ace a, of diamonds. It's also a diamond. No, no, I understand. But we can have the ace of diamonds and get, you know, like if we have the ace of diamonds, we're definitely continuing, right? I think if we bet, assuming we like normal good player sizing, yeah. the, turn, the turn sizing is typically bigger. This, Min- is, this is the problem. Minimum something like 400K. This is where it starts. This is the problem. With like, it. are we really getting called by Jack eight of spades? I think we probably are, but there's a lot of hands we're not getting called by still. Yeah. Like, and the fact that, like, we don't have to go for the big sizing here if we yeah. don't want to. But if, if we go for normal, typical good player turn sizing, we are going to size it up. And that feels like too much. And now we're going to blow away too much of the range too much of the time. Right. And Adams could have made a flush, obviously. Of we, course. we know that. He also could have made top two. Sure. I mean, he could have. Like, yeah. mostly we're ahead, right? Uh, what hands? What hands are we thinking besides jacks that he has? Um, medium pocket pairs. Uh, Which are going to fold, right? If we bet. Yeah. Uh, five, six suited, maybe three, four suited. Maybe. More likely ace three suited than three, four, I think, if we're going to have a three or against. Okay, either way, though. Yeah. It's, the, it's sort of the same deal, yeah. right? Uh, Those we, are going to fold. Yeah, no, that, that's, I, that's, this is what I'm saying. I'm yeah. agreeing with you here. Like, I'm saying, like, even if we include the fact that he, I think he's going to call with all his jacks, but even if he does, he's going to fold everything else, and it's still probably too much to fold out. And when, when if we check, we can maybe get some bluffs. I wonder how many jacks he really has. Like, how low do they go, suited-wise? Because yeah. unsuited, we think he has king-jack unsuited. Maybe ace-jack, but maybe he four-bets that, because it's kind of junky. I don't know if he... I, I would guess he doesn't have, like, uh, jack-10 off and no, queen-jack off. I, don't think I would so. guess. I don't know. Queen-jack off, he might have. He might have queen-jack off, but that's not good. Right. Yeah, that's true. I don't uh, think he has jack-10 off. Mostly you're going to fold jack-10 off there, unless you're getting through that relentlessly. I think my question is jack-8 suited. Does he have that? I think he does. Okay. But I not, really do. not jack-7. I doubt it. I doubt it. That feels pretty trashy. Yeah. Um, I feel like jack-9 suited feels like an automatic guess, and I feel like jack-8 has pretty much got to be So, there, by the so. way, a quarter of the suited jacks would be diamonds and would play exactly like this also. Yes, they would. That's yeah. true. That's a fair point. So not only can we only get called by jacks or better, yeah, um, and we don't want better, but also 25% of those are bad for us yeah. and are better, and everything else is probably going to fall away. That's a really good reason to do it. If we could bet tiny and ha- not have it be weird, that would be cool. But betting small would be weird in this spot yeah, and may open up a whole host of problems where like, we may invite ourselves to get bluffed by worse hands. All sorts of bad things could happen. That makes me want to check also. Yeah. So ultimately, I'm not surprised that I ended up saying I think checking is right. But I wanted to like not be right because because it's heads up. I want to be more open to like getting thinner. It's fair. That's what this podcast is about: is yeah. trying to to figure out stuff. Yeah. Um. So another great thing about checking, which Burns does do, is that on maybe eighty percent of the Timothy Adams hands we've done, he's making massive bluffs for sure. And Burns has just turned a good top pair. Like this is a good player to check against, no matter what the situation is. Basically, if you've turned a good top pair in a scenario where he might be like a matador. Or a bull and who sees a matador. And Burns is going to have a lot of give-ups here. Like, he's going to be check-folding a lot Yeah, what if he has, card. if he has, like, ace-eight of clubs, he's just going to check-fold. What if he has, you know, seven-eight seven of clubs, even? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's just like, uh, okay. And you, and you don't want to just give him a free shot if you're Timothy Adams. I mean, Timothy Adams, in this case, of course, has the nuts, so yeah. he doesn't care. But if Timothy Adams was floating with something or had a draw, a, different, a straight draw, let's say, you know, he has six, seven, and decided to call, or something like that, or even just a, a baby pair. He has two, you know, five, six suited. He might bet just to protect his equity, you know. Yeah. And so, but also, like you said, he's a huge bluffer. With this hand, when we check, it's like you're giving him the green light to take some shots at you. Yeah. We're saying we don't have the ace of diamonds when we check. That's that's really the most clear thing we're saying, right? Yeah. And that's fine. And unfortunately for Caleb Burns, though, Timothy Adams is a fugitive from the law. You see, he does have the green light, but he's not looking. He's looking at his phone. You're not supposed to look at your phone, Tim. The cops don't like it when you look at your phone when you're driving. But he, he just misses that green light, turns red, doesn't bet. Checks. Why was he a fugitive from the law? Because you're not allowed to look at your phone while you're driving. He stopped at the light. That's your whole point is he stopped at the light. Right? It turned green, Jonathan. But he wasn't. He, he was still stopped. Do you, do you actually think that's the law? <laughs> do you think the law talks about that? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you know, every law, every state is different. Every country has different laws. You don't know about the the law is not one thing. Okay. Next thing you're going to be saying truth. 
Truth is truth I'm is a gonna, thing. I'm just gonna summarize what you just said was was what <laughs> oh, what makes God. sense. Don't do it. If you're don't do it <laughs> in a place where the law is that you're not allowed to look at your cell phone while you're driving. Yeah. If you're at a red light and you're looking at your cell phone and then it turns green and you don't go because you're looking at your cell phone, <laughs> that's okay because the light was once red and that was the time you were looking at your do cell you phone initially. Cop, do you think the cops would be you'd be a fugitive from the law though? <laughs> okay, I might have overstated fugitive from the law. But okay, but I I will concede your point overall. I was just trying to do a cute little thing because you did the green light thing. Probably. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, so Adam checks back. He checks back. So he's got the nuts and he checks. So he's like, bro, you're afraid. (laughs) You're too afraid. I got to give you a chance to bluff or something. You obviously don't like the queen. You don't like the diamonds. You know, maybe you have a jack. Maybe you've got like two sevens, but you're just going to fold too much and. This isn't the, the way to get money is not to bet here. This is a very interesting decision because you'd expect normally if you made a flush, you would bet, right? Yeah, I would think so. And I think like, sure, you'd expect Burns to check his queens a fair amount of the time. Sure. So that, that's in favor of betting, by the way. He's never yes. folding with a queen. He's checking his jacks and his queens. Yep. He's checking he's, his one pair of hands, except I think may, even like aces and kings, he's probably That's what checking. I was saying. He's probably checking aces and kings. Maybe he bets if he has a diamond, yeah. but, but Adams blocks the ace of diamonds, so it's sure. only the kings with the king of diamonds that he might bet. Yeah. There's a ton of hands to get value from, so I'm a little bit baffled by the check. It seems really weird, because also with the nuts, <clears throat> when we're heads up here, we want to give ourselves a chance to win a monster pot, yeah. right? Like, it's been three bet. It's a two-to-one stack-to-pot ratio. We can get it all. This is not impossible to and get it all And we have here. a bluffy reputation. Like, this is kind of set up beautifully. Let's put a bet in. It doesn't have to be a big bet. Like, what was the bet on the, on the flop? It was 155. We could bet 300 into 780 right now. We could, we could bet less. We could bet 260 into 780, get that money in there, and now we're set up at, like, a one-to-one stack-to-pot ratio. Like for the all-in on the river. So let's try to figure out why he doesn't bet. Because obviously okay. Timothy Adams is operating at a very high level. Because everything about his reputation, maybe maybe his reputation isn't what we think it is. Maybe we've just got a, a sample of hands that we've looked at that are overly bluffy for actual Tim Adams. Right. Maybe that's possible. Maybe. Um, we'll see. Seems but, unlikely. Yeah. But still, like, what is he thinking when he checks back? Because okay. all of the things that come to my mind initially are Burns would definitely check a queen a lot of the time. He'd check over pairs. He'd check a jack. He's going to call with pretty much all of those. So why wouldn't I try to get value where, like, we're probably not getting any more value from pocket sevens anyway. If he Maybe right. he calls a tiny bet on the river with sevens where he wouldn't call a, check, a tiny bet on the turn. But is that really enough value to make a difference versus the other hands that he's definitely calling the turn with? So my only answers are, number one, while Burns is going to have some calls, he's probably pretty balanced here with his calls and his folds, and it's probably pretty close, right? Yeah. So from an EV point of view in terms of, Checking now versus like like if we bet to get called like we're only going to get called by the the right the right percentage of his hands anyway like a reasonable correct percentage, um, so so there's going to be like a huge amount of calls there's going to be some calls there the other thing is sometimes you have to check back the nuts right against a really good player you can't always bet on the turn when you make the flush yeah because if you do it gets too easy you have to have some checkbacks this is I guess a, one of the this is a better hand to check back than worse flushes. Right, because we're not afraid of any diamond coming. Right, we're not afraid of a lot of things. That if we have a baby flush, our hand is actually pretty vulnerable. And of course, we feel like we have to bet. Like the nut flush is like by far the best of the flushes to check back. Yeah. So there's that. We also have an ace in our hand, so we block pocket aces. Right. So that matters a little bit. We know we can't have the block ace jack. I guess if we had even the king high flush, betting does a bunch of things for us. One is, well, first of all, we are a little vulnerable. Yeah. But second of all. If Burns has the ace of diamonds, he might be making a play at us. Right. We know he can't do that when we have the ace ten of diamonds in our hands. So he's, he's not going to have like a crazy trek, trek raise bluff coming. That's not happening. Yeah. Right. So I don't think he's going to do it with the king of diamonds. He probably would have just bet the king of diamonds or just, you know, I doubt yeah. he's going to have king queen with the king of diamonds and, and check raise here. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's possible, but that's seems, much less seems likely. pretty unlikely. Yeah. Much less likely than the ace of diamonds. Yeah. So for all those reasons... I feel like I at least understand a little bit for why the, Timothy Adams is checking. For the here. sake of balance, we have yes. to check some flushes. We want to check the flush that is least vulnerable and blocks the things that Kale might bluff with. Right. Makes, makes sense. Having said all that, we should probably still bet this some of the time. Yeah. But we have to check it some of the time, too, for sure. You made a good point. Cool. And I think that must be what's going on. Yeah. So Adams checks back. Yep. Okay. Well, it's going to be harder to get all the money, but okay. River's the three of spades. All right. So okay. 
the board is now three of diamonds, jack of spades, five of diamonds, queen of diamonds, three of spades. No huh. longer have the nuts. Burns does have full houses in his range, but it's not a huge concern. I mean, whatever. Like, we can't worry about that. Yeah. If, if, you know, again, if he was under the gun, it would feel really different yeah. if we end up getting it all in. But, like, we're heads up. Like, if he can beat the nut flush, more power to him. Like, right. I don't think we're worried about that at all. Like, all of the money is going in on this river. If Burns bets, if he checks, we're going to put as much money as we can in. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's all the money because we're Tim Adams and we always bluff like 2x the putt anyway. I can't really see a scenario where we wouldn't be excited to get all in against Kale Burns. And sometimes we're going to lose a little bit of the percent, a small percentage of the time we're going to lose, but mostly we're going to be thrilled to do it and win. And so overall, we got to be very happy with that scenario. All right, let's talk about Burns for a second. Okay. Is this now a value bet or do we check and let Timothy Adams do Timothy Adams things and just like close our eyes and call no matter what the size is? I am inclined to bet here because Tim Adams didn't bluff the turn. So okay. it feels like he's got a showdownable hand himself. Like he's got a jack or whatever, two eights. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he's got something. And so I want to bet rather than give him a chance to check back with two eights. Or I 100% agree. Cool. It, I mean, I know we checked back the ace high flush, but I think Burns would probably surmise the same thing that, that you did, that Adams is probably betting the majority of his flushes and just checking a few of them. Right. Yes. So it's not like we're we're too worried about a flush. We're mostly worried about getting value. And the question is, how do we best do that? Is it by betting or by checking and letting him bluff? And it's hard to imagine him having a bluff as frequently as he has a hand of marginal value like a jack or a pocket pair. Yeah. And those hands are going to consider calling at least, and they're not going to bet if we check to him. I agree. It's really hard to get. And if if they bet, they're not going to bet big. Yeah. Like we get more by betting big bigger now ourselves. Like, trying to get called by a jack or some other pair. Yeah. I think. That seems like the best course of action. Cool. Kel Burns does, too. Yeah. You're, that doesn't actually make sense what I just said. But, you know, Kel Burns also thinks that. Um, <laughs> he, he bets 660 into to 780, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Because um, looking at it, it's like, oh, that's pretty big. But just having this short discussion about it, it's like, oh, that's correct, Kel Burns. You did it right. You're one, you are really good. <laughs> well, we're, tr- we're trying to get heroed, basically. Yeah. Uh, by a hand that is worse than top pair almost always. And we want to bet more than he would maybe bet if he was going for thin value with, like, a good jack. Yep, and we also want it. We don't even want him to look too value I mean, obviously, this can be value but if we bet, like, 40% of the pot, we look like we have ace-jack or a queen or something like that. By betting this much, now we have a lot more bluffs here, too, I think. Like, yeah. Now, maybe that isn't really true. Maybe these guys are too balanced for any of that to be true. But at least, typically, the, the bigger bet is going to have more bluffs and more value, right? Like, yep. Sorry, stronger value, I should say, and more bluffs, not more bluffs and more value. Um, the smaller bet's going to have a lot more medium strength stuff, which is going to be scary for two eights. Yeah. Like this is like, oh, well now he's either way ahead of me or I've got him. Right. Money bet six sixty. That's what. That's the response we want from Tim Adams here. Yep. Yep. And uh, well, Adams doesn't have to think about any of that because he's got the nut flush and he's just happy to put all the money in. Yeah. But and it looks like he has a chance to get called right. Like Burns when he bets this size, he's just going to auto fold a lot of his bluffs, but. His value is pre- is like king queen is near the bottom of it at this point as when he sizes it like this. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like he's got over pairs. He's got probably a little bit of queen jack, probably some some full houses which we don't like. But you know, um, he's got hands that he can definitely call with if we shove. Yeah, he might have a few other queens too. But you're right. This this has got to be one of the like maybe ace jack is the absolute worst handing. I don't even know if he'd bet this big with ace jack. That feels crazy actually. No, probably not. Not that there's, although there really aren't that many queens that that Adams can have. Yeah. So maybe ace-jack is the worst. Maybe ace-jack. But still, to your point, king-queen is near the bottom of his value range when he bets this So we feel kind of good that, like, maybe we can actually get called when we move in. There's a shot here, right? Maybe he's got kings. Yeah. That'd be cool. All right. So Adams does shove for 1.5 million, about 900k more. Yeah. How do you deal with this if you're Kale Burns? This sucks because there's a couple things that come to mind immediately. One, it's Tim Adams. He bluffs all the time. Okay, yeah. that's, that's one. Two, though, what are his reasonable bluffs? They contain the ace of diamonds and not another diamond. And he didn't bet the turn when given the opportunity. Wouldn't he often, like, with, with just ace high? There are other kinds of bluffs he can have. Six, seven? No, uh, a five. A five turn is turn a, a five into a bluff, yeah. Because the three is paired, so he's blocking some full houses. Ah. Like, and he's not even repping a flush. He's repping a full house in your mind. And you're like, so now he's turning a five. Like, he can have a three, but how many threes does Tim Adams really have? Like, what do we think Tim Adams is even repping here? He's repping, like, check back flushes and, like, ace three, mostly, right? Is he even going to raise ace three? That's the question. I don't... Maybe. These guys are know. good. Maybe. He might. Like, you think about you and me. If we're, when we play, when we're playing, sometimes, like, we go for thinner value yeah. raises. You do that. You definitely try and do that to me. Yeah. Um, 
don't know how well it's working out for you, but you definitely try. And I, yeah. I love that you try. It's cool. Um, so this is the kind of thing where if we were heads up, you would, you really might go for value there, right? With Ace Three, you'd at least consider it. I'd consider it. I don't. I, I would consider it too. I don't know if I would do it. I'm a little more conservative than you, I think. In these, I don't know, man. It's tough to imagine. I mean, like, I guess we were talking about the hands that Burns has that he could, he could call when Adams has the flush. Those hands are all worse than Ace Three. You know, yeah. over pairs and good queens. Yep. And the other thing is, we're shoving, but we're not shoving for like a crazy amount. Yeah. Which helps. Like, I was actually going to even ask you this. Let's say instead of Adams having 1.5 million back, he had 5 million back. And, Obviously, Bur- and Burns also did. Yeah, right. We're 5 million effective. Obviously, Adams would never shove here, but it makes raising a lot trickier, too. I think you have to raise the nut flesh. Don't get me but wrong. But then if you get shoved on, you just fold? I don't know. This is what I'm saying. It's yeah. really, really tricky. There's no it? reasonable blocker that Burns could have exactly. unless he turns the a pair king of diamonds. Into a bluff. Or, or a pair, right. Yeah. He turns like Jack, King Jack with a King of Diamonds into a bluff or something like yeah. that. Um, and you have to be like, I don't know if we would fold or not. When we're heads up, I don't know what we I don't do. think. I don't think that actually, that, this is like a whole other breakdown yeah, to go down this is. path, but like, I don't think he has King Jack as a bluff there because Adams doesn't really have jacks in his range that frequently having that four bet preflop. It's more like he would have a block or two That's or five. True. That's true. Which is less frequent because he three bet. But what we do block, but Adams could have a, sing, a solitary jack in his range, just not pocket jacks. Right? But why would you care about that? Well, because if he has a solitary jack in his range, that, that eliminates some of our combos of value. Oh, it's the same amount if it's a five, actually. Yeah. It's all the same. Uh, we're going to raise jacks a little more than five for a three, three bet proof up. I can't believe we're doing yeah, this alternate stop. history. Like, let's talk about what's actually happening. It's interesting enough. All right. Okay. So Adam shoves for 1.5 million, and now Khalil, Kale Burns, Khalil Burns, <laughs> little, little Kale Burns is, uh, he's, got a, he's got a weird spot here, man. It's Tim Adams, right? Yeah. Known for the big bluff. He is known for the big bluff. Okay. What's he bluffing besides the, the five? My my first thing, one of the first things I said was like, wouldn't if he had a reasonable bluffing hand, wouldn't he often take the opportunity on the turn? Of course he would. Yeah, of course he would. Now maybe he's being super cool because he's you know like I'm a big time player and so are you, so I'm yeah. gonna take a really weird line sometimes and I'm gonna check back the turn and bluff raise the river once in a while. But you figure very rarely is he really gonna do that. If he has a five, he can decide to just call us too. He doesn't have to raise. Yeah, he could hero with that five. Yep. Now. Maybe he's at the point where he's like, why hero when it looks like I'm up against one pair and they're probably going to fold if I raise anyway? Why would I hero and lose to those hands when I can beat those hands too? I mean, that, maybe that's better. I think, okay, let's stop talking about Adam's motivations because okay. we know what he has. He's You're got right. a hand that's like, how do, you, how do you choose which hands to call with his burns? Because okay. you have to call with some hands that aren't super strong hands. We want to have, we want to think about blockers, of course. Yeah. So in this case... The, the only relevant card in terms of blocker is our king is not the king of diamonds. That so that's pretty bad. Cool. Why is that bad? That's good. I guess if we, don't, good. If we don't think that Adams is going to check back with the king high flush on the turn, I guess it's good. Right. What we want is for Adams to have the king of diamonds in his hand and be turning that into a bluff. And he would have that how? Because he has king jack. He's never turning that into it's a bluff. It's crazy to do that. King five suited. Nope. nope. Then he's got a flush. And he can't have diamonds in it. Ooh, it's basically impossible for him yeah. to have it. He could have a king-queen with the king of diamonds in his hand, have called the flop, got there in the turn, checked it back. Possible, unlikely, but possible. And now is ra- why would he raise the river? There's yeah. no reason to raise the river. Nope, can't, can't get there with the king of diamonds. No. Okay, what else? We, we block a queen, which doesn't matter. Right. Uh, Adams never has queens full. Almost what, okay, what, yeah, so what, what would be good blockers to have? Uh, the Ace of Diamonds would be a good blocker to have. Right. Any diamond would be good. The Ace of Diamonds would be a good blocker to have because now we have a diamond in our hand, so he's less likely to have a flush. And if we think that the only flush that he's checking back on the turn is the nut flush, then that's the blocker to have. Yep. Okay, well said. Yeah. That's great. Of course, there's, there's, the board is paired, so there's full house situations too. Now, that means Tim Adams checked back at least two pair on the turn, right? If and he doesn't really house. have any of the two pair combos. I mean, it's really just fives full if he has a full house. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and I don't believe he's almost ever checking back a set of fives on the turn. Probably not. Check. He's just going to bet that, right? Most like, it's of the so time. weird to check. I mean, that. he checked the nut flush, but that's less vulnerable than a set yeah. of fives. Yeah. I think he's usually betting a set there. You would think he's betting most of his flushes, though, too. It's hard to come with value or, or bluffs. So we're in one of these spots. So maybe it's a spot where blockers are like, it feels like in most of the podcasts we've done recently where we're doing distribution stuff, we end up finding some hands that by rank are worse, but, but higher in the distribution because of the blockers. Yeah. I think that's not the case here. I think we just go pure rank here. I think you're probably right. So, okay. So if we're doing that, yeah. 
What what hands do we have that are reasonable? We that that we play this. What's way. the what's the worst possible hand we could play this way? Probably ace jack. Yeah, I think we, that's what we agreed on before. Yeah. That seems fine. And like, I guess we could play queen ten like this post flop once we get here, but we're not going to three bet that very frequently. But we have some queen nine. We're not going to three bet any of these very frequently. Right, I agree. But we have at least some of that. We have a little bit of queen nine, some queen ten. Uh, queen jack is a way better hand, yeah. so we don't worry about that. And then we're up to king queen. Yeah. And then what do we have that's better that plays this way? We have kings and aces without a diamond. We probably play this way. We have ace queen. Ace queen without a diamond. You probably play this way. We have queen jack. Yep. That's and, better. And we have full houses that are snap calls. Yeah, full houses. We don't have to think about it at all. Okay. And then we have some flushes that are snap calls too. Of course. But unlikely we'd play them this way very often, yeah. but we're going to have a little bit of those too. Okay. So if we're just doing it based on rank, this is, as you, as you said a long time ago in this show, this near, is near the bottom. It still bottom. feels like it's near the bottom. Like, I feel like this is a fold and it's a call if we have the king of diamonds just in case. Mm. I think you're probably right. Uh, yeah, having the king of diamonds seems like a little bit better, even though it's hard to come up with I mean, too maybe, many instances. We were making having. an assumption that Adams is only checking back the nut flush of flushes, but that's that may not, not be necessarily true. true. May, especially the, sec- the second nut yeah. flush may be like, that's really strong, too. Yeah. What am I really afraid of? So on and so forth. Like, if a diamond comes, it's okay. Like, yeah. I'm not folding out the ace of diamonds anyway if I bet on the turn, so whatever. Uh, yeah. So we can have some of those, too, I guess. So I'd, r- I'd much rather have... This hand with king and diamonds than without. Yeah, because yeah, because Adams can have king x suited in a lot of them. Maybe maybe a whole bunch of them even. You know? Maybe maybe yeah. Uh, king nine at least and and for and sure he's got king nine yeah. suited plus for sure maybe more. I don't know. Uh, huh. So this is just not a good enough hand. It seems like it so, feels like a fold, but it is Tim Adams. That's what I was just about to say. There's a second piece to this. We we're we're just doing it like blind to our opponent, but it's we're not. Yeah, we're looking at the guy who at least. You and I, we've done like six breakdowns on, and I think until this one, every single time he hasn't had it, and he's bet really huge on the river. Right. Like kind of every time. So maybe with Adams, we, we only cut out a couple hands, which yeah. means we cut out the random queens that we sometimes three bet just for the sake of having balance. And ace and, jack. And ace jack. And this might be the worst hand we call with against a player like this. We, could, we, we have to at least start to bring this back into the, the calling part of our yeah. range now. We have to consider it. Um, hmm. It is weird not to have a diamond in our hand, though. Like, I mean, I want to fold. I want to fold. I want to fold, too. I also am just, like, keep getting tripped up on when he just bluffed the turn so much of the time yep. if he was bluffing. If he didn't have a hand, I guess he could have a five, check it back, and now feel like he's got a bluff to, like, take out all the one pair of hands that are better than his that were mostly going to fold. It's not even a very good blocker, though, against Burns to have a five. Like, if Burns has a full house, it's not usually fives full. Right, it's Jack's full way more of the yeah. time. It's or true. Queen's full. Yeah. yeah, or Queen's full. That's right. That's right. You may think, like, if we're in burn seat, we may think Adams thinks that we're betting top set or second set on the turn, even when the diamond comes, um, at least some of the time. Yeah. So the problem is when we check the turn with a good hand, especially, it makes us look, in our, we're, in our mind, it makes us look weak to Tim Adams. So now when he raises the river, we could talk ourselves into, well, we looked weak. We look like we're afraid of this. We look like we're afraid but, of uh, But flush. it goes back to, like, what hands does Adams have that right. he's turning into bluffs? Right. He's got to be doing some pretty crazy he's, choreography I mean, here. It, it, he might be more in line with the Sam Greenwood thought process than I'm aware of, because Sam Greenwood is the guy who always shows up with the unconventional yeah. hands. Like, he, like, checks back hands that you don't expect him to. So yeah. maybe that's part of Adams' game, too, and that could be a factor in why Burns ultimately does call here. Which he does. And he's left with 175K. Wow. And, and Adams, Adams wins the tournament. I think we did a hand with Timothy Adams and Patrick Antonius. It was a cash hand. And I think Adams actually raised all in on the river, or raised some huge amount on yeah. the river, and Patrick called him with one pair and was right. Yeah. Um, so it's like he is willing to raise the river even. Yeah. Not just like take a big shot when you check uh, in these big spots. I don't it's know. T- this is the problem. When you're playing against a guy who's got this kind of an image, it's harder. Yeah. It's harder. And all these marginal places are just... A lot tougher. When you're up against someone who's more predictable, you just know what to do in these spots. You're like, oh, he always bluffs. I call. Oh, he always has value here. I fold. And now it's like, well, geez, he could have either yeah. one. I find it really fun to play against good players when I'm playing stakes that don't feel important to me. Yeah, me too. But when, when I'm playing stakes that feel important, if I'm in a World Series event and I'm at a table with good players, it's fun for a little bit. You get to like talk to them or like play some interesting hands. Sure. But then you end up in a river spot and you're like, why can't you just be that idiot over there? It would be so easy to know what to do. <laughs> like, what? On day, uh, day two of the main event back in whenever, I, I guess it was 2018, 
uh, was it day three? It was day three of the main event. Jesse Sylvia is two to my left, and I open in early position with uh, some like like a suited ace or something like that. He three bets. It falls back to me. I fold. The very next hand, I think I'm under the gun with two nines. I open. He three bets me again. Yeah. It comes back. No, no. He doesn't throw it. Sorry. He goes into a massive tank and pulls out three betting chips for like three minutes trying to decide what to do. And I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I think I have to four bet this fucking yeah. with nines. I think I just have to. And he eventually just throws his hand away and I didn't have to do it. And I was said to him, I was like, I think I was going with that one. But like... Who else am I doing that in the main event? You know, we're pretty deep. Like, and yeah. I'm like, I can't fold to Jesse Sylvia if he keeps three betting me. This hand's too good, I guess. Like, I hope he has eights. I hope he has ace X. I don't know. Like, let's go. I, we know Jesse Sylvia can turn up with some weird stuff. Yep. Right. So it's like, it's, it's going to put me in some really bad spots against him. But oh, yeah. sometimes you get all the chips. I forgot about how Jesse Sylvia, like, he rode this, that, that one hand. Ace three. The ace three hand against the guy with kings. He rode queens. that to the final queens? Kings? kings or queens, whatever. Yeah, the guy had a ton of chips. They were, bo- they were like two of the biggest stacks yeah. in, in the, the whole. T- they were like, I think both top ten yeah. stacks. Jesse became the massive chip around that. That hand. was devastating for that guy. Yeah, that was devastating. super painful. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Jesse's girlfriend, the the dancer. I don't remember her name, Allison, something I like that. Know. Was like standing there, like cheering for him, but also like realized how bad it was. And yeah. then like they hit the ace, and I think she went crazy. And Jesse knew not to do that, of yeah. course. And uh, Jesse Sylvia, by the way, the nicest guy in poker for real. Um, but yeah, that was an incredible spot. You know, this is what happens. Jonathan Duhamel hits oh, the, the eight on the yeah. river, and like instead of Matt Affleck, probably at least finishing top five, if not winning the thing. Yeah. Like he's probably a, the big favorite to win at that point. Um, he goes out, he's, he's just a cool story. Yeah. That's all he is. And that's how we know him. It's crazy. Yep. He's the turn of a card, man. Anyway. Anyway. Timothy Adams, he wins this event. Congrats. He also wins the super high roller bowl in Sochi a month later. Yeah. So a little streak there. Pretty impressive. For Timmy boy. Hey, something we haven't talked about on this podcast for a long time. I want to bring it up real quick. Okay. We do offer poker coaching. We don't talk about it very much anymore. That's actually how we started this whole partnership. We started the podcast to promote the coaching videos to promote the podcast, etc. Um, but we do it. We like it. And uh, if you are interested, reach out to us. Just want to bring that up. We don't, we don't like actively sell it. But, no, we you know, do not. This is the first time we talk. I just figured I'm going to throw it out there. Cool. If you're interested. Nice. Let us know. Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the crown And gonna be traveling the globe We still have time to make it home